You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friends, I'm glad to have you with me today because we're going to be talking about friendships. Now, I call you friends at the beginning of almost every episode, but I know we're not really friends in real life. I consider you a friend because I'm talking to you, but you're not responding, and so therefore this is not really a relationship. But I do want to talk about relationships, real ones. But before we do that, I want to thank you for telling your friends about the Life Repurpose podcast. The listenership has been growing, and so I thank you for doing that because you're the ones who have shared and recommended with friends and helped to get the word out. So thank you so much for doing that. I also want to do a little bit of housekeeping right here to just tell you that at the end of the show, I do always share a resource and there's going to be one today. So if you want to get that, you're going to want to go to the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 90. That's where I have the links to whatever I talk about. It's also where I'm going to have the list of the tips that I share today. And so if you want to go there, you can get that. So just at my website, michellerayburn.com slash 90 for this episode. Okay, let's get started. I said we're going to talk about friends and we're not going to be talking about social media ones, although that sort of changed the term friend because on Facebook and many of the other platforms, it ca- it's called friending somebody when you add somebody on there. So it gives us this illusion that we're truly friends with that many people. But I will tell you that I have at least a thousand people who I'm connected with on just my one personal profile. On Facebook, I have another uh, page that has like 5,000 people who follow it. There's no way that I am friends with 6,000 people. There just aren't. <laughs> it's not possible that I can be friends with that many people. So a relationship is how we relate to each other, but we often think of that term as something deeper and more connected. We toss around the idea of friendships, we say a relationship, but for the sake of clarity today, let's think of the relationships that are more than just surface ones. Even though we're using the term relationship, this is really getting down to the ones that are really connected. In our lives, we're going to have friends that come and go. I've had some over the years that there's been a falling out and we don't really have communication anymore. Maybe we left it on an okay note. It's not like we left it on a I'm not speaking to you note, but we just realized that we weren't cut out to be the closest of friends. Sometimes we change direction in life and so our friendships change. Something has changed in our focus, our time. Maybe we once worked together as coworkers and now we don't work together anymore so we don't see each other all the time. When I was in college, I had different friends because we saw each other all the time. We lived in the same dorm. Moving away has changed my friendships. Some have faded. And then there's those ones that you just pick up where you left off every time you're together, even though there is a distance. So I have some like that that I consider still close, even though we don't talk that often. But then there are those ones that are on the really inner circle, the ones that are the most connected to us, the ones that have the most trust, the ones we would give our deepest, darkest secrets to and know that they're going to stay in that conversation. So I want you to do a mental exercise if you're listening in on the podcast. If you're listening where you have paper, go ahead and grab a piece of paper. I'm just going to have you draw something. 
So if you're listening in, go ahead and draw an imaginary circle in the air and see if the people around you wonder what's going on or don't just imagine. That's fine. So I want you to draw that circle and then make it not too huge. Then I want you to either list in the circle or mentally list the names of your closest friends. These are the people you feel the deepest connection with. These are the ones you can't imagine your life without. It might be only one person. It might be several. Hopefully that's not too long of a list because that would be really hard to maintain. And hopefully you have at least one name to put there because if you don't have one really close friend, that is also a huge challenge. Now, I want you to draw a big square around that circle that you drew. And in that square, I want you to list the names of people who are fairly close, but with whom the trust level isn't as high or you don't have like that tight heart connection. It's it's like they're close friends and you would drop everything to help them or you would hang out in a heartbeat if they wanted to. But these are the people with whom you still hold a little bit of something back. Like you're not your fullest, truest self when you're with them. Okay, so you have the circle, the inner circle, and then you have the outer square. Now, there will be other relationships outside of that box. Those are acquaintances, they're coworkers, they're people you talk to at the Little League game, we aren't going to worry about those. There's like this whole universe of relationships outside of the box, but we're going to really focus on the box in the inner circle. And we're going to look at that next box around and what makes those relationships solid. Now, there are times when somebody is in that universe outside of the square where maybe you start to discover you have something in common and they move to the inner. But again, we're just we're going to only think about what's in the middle. Now, I'm going to base some tips that I give off of my own experiences with closest friends, those who I deeply trust right now or those who I have once trusted and maybe now hold at a further distance. I'm obviously not naming names. And if you're listening in, don't put your name in there anywhere. It is just a general observation. If I were to write down a little thesis of friendship, (laughs) not quite that formal, but something like that. So we're going to filter this through the concept that this is mutual friendship. To have a friend, I have to be a friend. So if there's anything that this last year has taught me with COVID and being more isolated from people, it's been about looking at who my real friends are based on who I reach out to the most and who I still have contact with, even when we're isolated from each other and quarantine and things like that have gone on over that time. I've also not always been a great friend sometimes, and stopping to make a list like this makes me realize the places where I need to really work, where I get caught up in my own world, and where I hold back or I retreat and I protect myself and I don't give fully as a friend. There are times when I take things personally. There are times when I don't have the energy to support someone as they should be supported. If I were a journaling gal and... If you've listened before, you know that I'm not as big on journaling as some people are. These are going to be some of the things that I would write in my journal about what puts someone in the center circle for me as a friend. I'm basing these concepts on an idea that's found in 1 Thessalonians 5:11 on encouraging one another and building each other up in love. This Bible passage has so much more than just that one verse. It's about living 
with other people. It's about living for other people, being aware of Christ's sacrifice for us and keeping our focus on eternal things and not just on earthly stuff. But that heart of the message there on encouraging one another and building each other up in love is so important. So I'm going to share a few tips and then I'm going to give you that opportunity to reflect on your own friendships and see where your relationships fall. I want to make it clear right now that I'm a work in progress as a friend. So as I list each of these qualities that I hope that someone in my inner circle of friends would have, I'm also asking myself, am I that kind of friend? So this is a bit of self-evaluation. And then at the end, I'm going to encourage you to make your own list because we're all going to be different. And this is not like a list where I have to measure my friends and make sure they measure up. But this is a list that is more for my own reference of like, is this, is this quality there? And maybe that's why I don't feel as close to somebody as I would want to. So let's just run down the list and I'll give you a little commentary on each one. The first one is safe. I need to feel safe in a friendship. I need to know that there is confidentiality, that there's trust. And this is that the person is reliable, knowing that if they say they're going to be at a place at a certain time, they show up there, whether it's a phone call or a meeting or whatever. There's also trust where I know they're not talking behind my back, like they're not being one way to my face. And then behind my back, they're sharing things that are hurtful with somebody else or sharing uh, some things I wouldn't want other people to know. It also includes feeling safe in knowing that this person is not going to intentionally hurt me. And so friends do sometimes hurt other people. Obviously, we're all human beings and we fail sometimes. But knowing that that person is safe because they didn't intentionally do it. And so when it does happen, I can get over it faster. Another quality is love. And this is the kind of sacrificial love that Jesus had that I'm looking for. And this is the kind that I need to practice the most. This is thinking of the other's needs and not always thinking for ourselves, like what we need from the person. We're thinking about something for them. It's caring for the friend. It's thoughtful words and actions and looking at like, what are their needs and how can I meet those? And even if I can't physically meet that need, how can I emotionally love and support that person? Another quality I look for is acceptance. And this is something that I always have to practice and something that I want to receive. Now, differences are okay. That's what makes people like, I don't know, it just makes us appreciate one another when there's a difference and we can really look at like, hey, even though we aren't the same on this, we can still love each other. We can still support each other. But I still do need that assurance from a friend that I am accepted for who I am, that they're not going to try to change me or fix me. And if I have a sense that somebody else is trying to fix me, I I start to push away or pull away, I guess. Um, not necessarily push, but I just back off. Acceptance tells me that I don't have to hide my true self, that I can be who I am. And obviously that's not like just spewing whatever comes out of my mouth because that can be hurtful to somebody else, but just not having to hide the core of who I am and and my values. Another thing that makes a friendship really solid is mutual expectations. This is an understanding that it's mutual because you both understand it. You have an understanding of how often 
you want to talk. There's not a score of who does more. There's a balance with needing and supporting mutually. Some of the most difficult relationships are ones where one person needs a lot from the other one and the other friend doesn't have either the time or the energy to give it or it's always pouring out and that friend needs to have somebody supporting them too. And so knowing those expectations ahead of time really helps. Knowing how often this person needs me to talk to them, to contact them, is helpful because I can't live up to expectations of a friend who has um, a, like a need for me to call them every day. I, I don't love talking on the phone. And so if that's an expectation, we're not going to be very close friends because I'm not going to be able to be good at meeting that person's need. So just having even unspoken mutual expectations. Another one that's really important is boundaries. It goes along with the expectations this is helpful it's, if it's communicated well, but oftentimes what I found in friendships is that boundaries come up later. Like they come up when you need the boundary, not before you need the boundary. And then it's really hard to set a boundary. It can be hurtful to have to tell somebody like, I have a boundary on my time or I have a boundary on my space. You know, some people are friends with someone who you could just go in each other's houses and you could clean for the other person or you could stop in and pick something up. And then there are other relationships where it's like, I don't, I wouldn't give that person a key to my house. I'd be embarrassed sometimes. So just knowing those kinds of boundaries and that they're communicated well on a relationship. It's not something that in friendships we sit down and discuss as much as we do in like a marriage relationship, obviously, but it's still important to have some concept of what the boundaries are. Another quality for me that's important and one that I'm always learning at how to be better at showing myself is respect. And this is respect in a relationship like a friendship is, is different than in a marriage type of respect, but yet there are some similar things. One is I respect my friend enough to be direct and have them be direct with me and to not be passive aggressive or hinting around about things. This is something my husband and I have talked about where I've said to him, just come out and say it. And I want my friends to be that way too because sometimes it's more hurtful when I sense that they're trying to like, I don't know, hint at something instead of just telling me what we need to talk about. Respect also goes along with mutually admiring each other's gifts and abilities. And this is something where um, this doesn't always work out well in a friendship because some people are just naturally more competitive. So that comes into play there. And sometimes it's hard to support someone's gifts and abilities when they're using them to the full and maybe we're sitting back. So that's part of respecting is learning to love and appreciate that other person's passion and their gifts and abilities. It's also celebrating their success and not being threatened by somebody else's happiness. So there are times where somebody else's life is going way better than mine and it hurts a little bit to wonder why isn't mine going that way. If you've ever been in a weight loss group, you know how this goes. So you're maybe trying so hard to lose weight and then the friend who's coming to the group is just losing like by leaps and bounds. And sometimes what happens is there becomes an unhealthy balance in that relationship. So that's kind of a superficial example, but this can also happen 
with our passion in life too. So respect is important. The other thing that comes into play with respect is having similar core values and understanding that there may be some differences, but it's just so much easier when you have similar core values as your friend to have a deep respect for how they process through life, how they walk through hardships, all of that kind of thing. So that that's just kind of a summary, but there's respect could be another whole episode by itself. The last one that I want to mention is fun. I know there are other ones, that, but this is just a summary of the things that came to me off the top of my head. Um, fun is important for me in a relationship. And that doesn't mean fake fun. That means like lighthearted moments when you're having interactions with each other. It means genuine laughter when you share something. And it might mean going and doing something fun together. But to me, that's a big part of what needs to be in a friendship. If it's all serious, it's all heavy, it's so hard. And so I love it when I can have a good laugh with a friend. It might be just a texted comment, even something back and forth like that. So I'm just going to run through. This is a really big list, and I'm just going to read them really quickly in case you didn't catch all of them. It It's being safe, loved, accepted, having mutual expectations, boundaries, respect, and fun. So that's a big list. But for someone to be in my inner circle, any of those is a deal breaker for me if they're missing. So thinking just of some examples of why that's so important. If somebody in the square has more closeness to me than fringe acquaintances, but they don't have that full amount of trust where I have to be guarded, then it's not a true inner circle friendship, if that makes sense. So somebody within that square might be someone I can have a ton of fun with, but I can't tell them my heartfelt secret. And maybe I sit next to somebody at a baseball game who's on the way outside of the box even, and I tell them something, but I'm so guarded. Like we might have a heart connection over what our kids are doing or something like that, but we just don't talk at a heart level. So that's why these things all need to be in there for that inner circle for me. Let's look at another one. Let's say we have acceptance. Let's say we totally accept each other and we feel, I feel like free to be myself with that person. But let's say we have no mutual expectations and the other person needs so much, or let's say I need so much emotional support. I feel totally accepted by this person, but I need emotional support. I will burn out my friend if there's no expectation boundary there for how much time that person can give. So that is not an inner circle kind of a relationship because there's an imbalance there. If we have vastly different political points of view or religious values, only a special type of person can actually make it work <laughs> to have completely different values or political views because it's so hard to resist the urge to try to change someone's mind or like sometimes we start to treat the other person as less than. And so that is something that, you know, I timidly feel out like where are we with those points of view because it helps me to know are we going to be heart friends, like really close friends, or are we just going to be on that in, inside the box but not inside the middle? 
I'm keeping in mind that God doesn't call me to be best friends with everyone I meet. It's okay to have people that we dearly love and respect that remain outside of that inner circle. And the trouble comes, I think, when we try to push someone into the shape of the circle when they're meant to fit the square. And you know what that's like if you've ever tried to make a friendship into a best friend relationship and and the parts weren't all there, the values weren't all there, the qualities weren't all there, you know that it was so hard and it may have blown up even in the end. And so it's helpful for us to recognize that some friendships belong in the square and some belong in the circle and that's okay. I encourage you as you think about a list of, I encourage you to make your own list and look at what makes a close friendship work for you. I want you to ask yourself, do I know which of my friends are in my inner circle and would they also consider me in theirs? Because sometimes we might consider somebody to be a super close friend and we don't have the self-awareness to realize they actually don't consider us at that same level of closeness. So those are questions to ask thinking about friendship. And then I encourage you to identify one thing on that list that you can work on that would help you to be a better friend. So for me, I'm looking through and looking at that sacrificial love that Jesus had. And I'm thinking, I could definitely improve on that in my friendships. There's other things too, but I'm going to identify one and start there. And just look at how can I become the kind of friend that I really want someone else to be for me. I just have a couple more minutes, so stick around as we talk about a resource that I want to leave with you today. I want to leave you with a resource. It's a devotion book that I encourage you to pick up. It's called Wit, Whimsy, and Wisdom. This is a devotional that was compiled by one of my dear friends, Kathy Carlton Willis, and I will link to her in the show notes. You can find her. I also have two devotionals in the book, but I'm encouraging you to pick it up because I think this book would make a great gift for a friend who you want to encourage, or it would be fun to do with a friend. So if you picked up two copies and you gave one to your friend or you had a friend's group and you were all doing it, you could each read a devotional every day. It's a 12-week devotional. And then you could have a quick text back and forth just to do a check-in that you read it and then what you took away from it for that day. It's a way of growing some closeness in your friendship because you're doing something together. You're both reading the same thing and then making an observation about it. In the book, there are sections on worship and prayer, humor, family, spiritual growth, and women's issues, and devotionals written under each of those. So there are some smiles and some heartfelt things, women who talk about the struggles that they go through, and everyday observations from the Word of God. So I encourage you to pick up Wit, Whimsy, and Wisdom, and I will link to that in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 90. So that's all I have for you today talking about relationships. We're continuing the conversation each week in the Facebook community. So I encourage you to look for Life Repurposed on Facebook and join our community. We're talking about things related to personal growth and our purpose, relationships, and so much more. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you again next week as we have another guest interview. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. 
I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.